Welcome to And the Award Goes To, a weekly podcast where we talk about the latest films to hit theaters, giving our thoughts, impressions, and finally, and that's not the usual way I do it, but whatever. It doesn't matter because we're not doing a current movie. Exactly. Otherwise. We're not doing a current movie this uh, this week. So this episode is our our special episode where we're giving our thoughts, impressions, and finally an award to the original 1978 Halloween. John Carpenter's John Halloween. John Carpenter's Halloween. Both one of both one of yours and mine's favorite Halloween movies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only that, it's a two-parter. We're giving our thoughts on that because in the spirit of Halloween, it being October, we want to give out some thoughts on that. You know, we love Halloween. Yeah. And then not just the movie, but the holiday. Mm-hmm. And we've had uh, some requests for people being like, hey, what did you guys think of Baby Driver? So we're going to talk about that yes. too because we saw it months ago when it first came out and before we had the show but before we had officially started the show yeah so we did never get a chance to dedicate a you know an episode to it Mm -hmm. so we're gonna do that this time oh by the way my name is jt atkins with me is rocky rudoy hey we're back yeah as usual it's it's us two uh talking about movies and jerking each other off yep what did we not live (laughs) so we didn't we didn't see anything new we just saw halloween yeah Rewatch like, it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Baby Driver, which is like still in theaters. Like it's playing at some. Yeah, it's coming it's... out on Blu-ray this week. This week? Yeah. Oh, okay. So this coming of, Tuesday. Like the what will that be? Like the ninth or something? Yeah, it's coming. So uh, by the time yeah. you get this episode, it'll already yeah, be out on Blu-ray. Blu-ray. So you can yeah. probably like rent it from Redbox yeah, or it's on right. video de- on demand or something. Yeah. It's solid. Like we'll get to it later, but it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, it's, sure. a, it's a good flick. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna talk about Halloween first. Yes. Um so who What's uh who who directed Halloween? Wrote what's Halloween? a what's a Halloween? Who's a who's a what's a Halloween? <laughs> who's a what's a? Uh, Halloween is a 1978 horror movie directed by one of my favorite directors of all time, John Carpenter. Yay! Um, written by John Carpenter Yay! and Deborah Hill, <laughs> who's a constant. <laughs> who, who who else did she like? What else did she do? Deborah she Hill. worked on. Uh, that with him, uh, Escape from New York, uh, okay. The Fog. Okay. She's a constant collaborator with him and a yeah. producer. Okay. Um, and cinematography by Dean Cundey, who was his... Yeah. Which is an important part of this Which is very important. Yeah. Um, and he was his long-term cinematographer. Worked with him on those movies I just mentioned, plus nice. The Thing, okay. Big Trouble Little China. Yeah. All, 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 all his, like, classics. Okay. Um, and, uh... Yeah, um, and Deborah Hill also produced Halloween as well. Oh, okay. Um, Who who's in the movie? Any notable people? Uh, from... Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Donald Pleasance. Did it did it launch her career? Yes. Is it? Yeah, she was eighteen at the time. Is that so? It, it it's accurate to say Halloween like she wasn't in anything before that. She probably was. Or probably something small. If she was, she was oh, eighteen okay. years old. But this is what made her shot. big. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Uh, Donald Pleasance. Uh, PJ Souls, as mm-hmm. in she was in a whole bunch of different horror movies and okay. stuff. Um, yeah, and also forgot to mention music by John Carpenter as well. Yeah, he did music yeah. for all these movies, just yeah. about except for The Thing, which Ennio Morricone did uh, the music for. Oh yeah, for. you mentioned that. Before. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh. So what do you? Obviously, we both like it, so we don't have to do the "What do you think?" Uh, yeah, <laughs> our short it's "What do you think?" Bullshit. segment. <laughs> Done. Baby Driver. Let's There's go. This movie sucks. Yeah. Um, what is it about Halloween? that you enjoy so much 
What what is it like? Not even really just about the franchise. I mean, you could talk about the franchise know, if you the, want. The, the, I don't know enough about. There's the only franchise. three movies that matter in the franchise, okay. anyways. Fair enough. And that's the first three. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you what like? What is so good? What brings you? Because I've mentioned before on this show that Halloween, the original Halloween, is one of the movies that I go back to every October to make sure and watch. I go back and I watch that. I watch the original Night of Living Dead. I watch Hocus Pocus, and I watch. I get my little cartoon fix, and I watch The Great Pumpkin with Charlie Brown. Like yeah, I right, watch, sure. I watch all four of those, like every every October. It's fun, fun times. Sure. But for you, what what makes you go back to Halloween? It, it, what keeps it relevant? It's like forty years later. Yeah, it's forty years so later. Eighty eight, ninety eight, oh eight. Almost yeah. Next year will be forty years. Well, this is kind of the start. Um, right now they're doing screenings of Halloween throughout October, and this is mm-hmm. going to be a year of celebration up until the fortieth anniversary next oh, year. Yeah. Whenever mm-hmm. on the day of that, the first one got released. The new one's going to come out next year. What day is that? October eighteenth, I yes. think. Um, will be, be awesome. coming out. And Jamie Lee Curtis is coming. And back Jamie Lee Curtis it. is coming back. John Carpenter is coming back to produce yeah. and. I think do the music, awesome. um, which is this is the first one has been involved with since Halloween three. Uh-huh. So this is going to be a whole year of celebration. They, they just said that different things are going to come yeah. throughout the year. So like special interviews or editions probably re-release the first Halloween on blue, a new Blu-ray edition. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, what's so what the thing about this movie is, is I think what most people say is the simplicity. Yeah. It's so, it's very lo- like, you know, low budget and just simple and, which John Carpenter is known for. It's kind yeah. of his calling card is 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 low budget simplicity. It is yeah, it is the perfect message for Hollywood to be like you do not need to, and thankfully it's being reinforced a lot lately by uh Blumhouse Productions them being out there just they do a lot of low Who's budget. Who's producing like, the next one? Who's producing yeah, the new exactly, Halloween? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they do and they did Get Out and they yeah. did they uh are doing death, death Day. Did they did the con- Conjuring the Purge the like purge. they they do this lower budget stuff like which gives me hope for you know future horror movies, um, like that's this original Halloween movie is the perfect example to Hollywood to be like, stop fucking like you guys are making it way more right. complicated than it needs to be. Yeah, absolutely. This is a very simple thing. Yeah, you just make something simple mm-hmm. with a good story, likable characters. You do not need billions of billions of dollars for this shit. Right, you like it's very easy and it's done all the time that's what i don't get like there's so many good like independent low budget movies out there and people production companies and you know hollywood just spend millions of billions of dollars on garbage and like the movie of the year ends up being something that's like you didn't have to spend billions of dollars a lot lot of the best horror movies that come out nowadays are independent or close independents um a24 and blumhouse put out the best horror movies are coming out now, but like the ones I can remember in the past couple years have been really great that I've loved. have been things like it follows or uh green room or oh, okay. the witch yeah. or, uh, you know, things like that where it's like lower budget. Uh-huh. They didn't make it for a whole lot and they get a did huge return back. Did you see the invitation? Uh, no, I didn't see it. I, I want to. It's yeah? solid. Yeah. It's on yep. Netflix. It's good. Cool. Um, yeah, but it's the it same thing. Like I think it was made for around like a couple million or yeah, something, right. maybe. Yeah, it's, and uh, uh, it's good. you know, it's always those ones are the most interesting and do something yeah. different. Yeah, exactly. That's not another fucking haunting movie. Like I'm so tired <laughs> yeah. of haunting movies. Like yeah. I don't give a shit about a haunted house anymore. Yeah, and and jump scares because you because those movies never understand. Yeah, horror. What's scary? Yeah. You know, 
it's jump scares. At that yeah. point, you aren't scaring me. You're startling me. You're being a fucking asshole. Yeah. It's just <laughs> you annoying. know? It's annoying. Yeah. 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 It's just like, I don't want to just sit there and be like, oh, like, oh, you, you had to put a loud noise and a bang and like a flash. And it's like, ah, it's like, well, that's not going to stick with me. An idea like Michael Myers, a simple idea yeah. of a man that was in an asylum that yeah. escapes it. Yeah. And is unstoppable. Yeah, and he comes to the suburbs. Which is, yeah, that's a big thing. There's a couple of things, though, with it. Around this time, why it works so well is that it's 1978. Mm-hmm. You had, in the 60s and 70s, just like the movie, uh, movie TV show Mindhunters is coming out this weekend, yeah. this coming weekend. Um, by the time this episode comes out, around it should be coming be out. out yeah. um, uh, which is about it, but more and more serial killers were popping up around this time. Yeah. More white, like, blue collar crime like blue collar killers people that are part of your neighborhood <laughs> yeah people that you even look up your to next door neighbor look yep. at gacy you know <laughs> yep. this is a person that's you know he's at every you know town meeting and all yep. kinds of stuff does clown stuff at you know kids <laughs> birthday parties yep. he's you know he's, he's john hey yeah. that's john <laughs> But he's killing kids and fucking them. Like, you know, not, not in that order. Maybe that order. <laughs> yeah. um, the order's a little ambiguous. <laughs> yeah, it's ambiguous. Um, but on top of that is that around this time, you had a lot of movies like Death Wish or Taxi Driver or, you know, The Warriors or whatever that are aimed at urban crime. Because uh-huh. cities like New York City, or any big city was crime-ridden. Yeah. Like New York City, Chicago, Detroit, but Detroit's yep. so fucked. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> you know, Jersey, whatever um are are it's it's urban crime uh-huh. like muggings killings gangs are running rampant yeah but halloween introduces the idea of you have a killer that's stalking the suburban neighborhoods <laughs> yeah. and stalking white teen yep girls <laughs> he's you coming know? he's coming to where you're you thought you were safe yeah and he's yeah he's taking you out it's suburbia and yeah. originally when the studio uh, wanted John Carpenter to do this because John Carpenter did three studio films. I think this was the first one, The Thing, and Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, okay. Everything else was completely independent. Yeah. Um, They were like, hey, we want you to make a movie called Babysitter Killers or The Babysitter Killer or something yeah. with Babysitter title. <laughs> yeah. Of course, he went on just called it Halloween. But he still kept the idea. It's like, you hide these babysitters. Yeah. You know, these white girls, mm-hmm. suburbia. You're not safe anywhere at this time. <laughs> yeah. It's and you know it's not the first slasher. Yeah, it's a slasher that popularized a lot of things. But is it not the first? I think we went over this. Yes, last time. yes. What's uh, Texas Chainsaw came out two years beforehand. Okay, Texas Chainsaw okay. Massacre had already been out. Black Christmas had already been out. Okay, Texas Chainsaw. You know it's backwoods. Mm-hmm. You know cannibals. Yeah. middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, you get stuck. Somewhere yeah, yeah. And then, whatever. Yeah. Um, Black Christmas is close. It's in a sorority house. Okay. Killers up in the attic. Gotcha. You find out killing white girls, okay. you know, college girls, yeah. whatever. But still not suburb, suburbia. Yeah, yeah. You have a guy walking through, the boogeyman uh-huh. coming through, and he's completely ambiguous. He's not, <laughs> you know, he's, he's, is he human? Is he ghost? What, yeah. what, what is he? And yeah. that's what John Carpenter's interview he wanted to do originally. I want to make a character that is supernatural and human. And you really don't get that human feeling. Like, even though Loomis is like, talking about this guy being the evilest thing yeah, fucking yeah. ever and you may just think this guy's nuts maybe maybe this guy's nuts this, yeah. this psychiatrist <laughs> he's like this is like when you think about it it's like he's just a dude like, yeah he's a crazy dude that got like out of the 
Like, why is this guy, like, he's, because the doctor is talking about, like, it's evil incarnate. It's, yeah. You can see it in yeah. his eyes. And you're just like, what the, like, yeah, he's fucked up. But, like, what are you talking about, man? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. But then, like, as the movie goes on, like, maybe, maybe there's something more to him. Absolutely. And you yeah. don't get that sh- sense of humanity unless you hear his breathing or near the end where he gets his mask knocked off for yeah, a split for a second. Split second. And you he's see like, that he's just a guy. He like, grabs it and, like, puts grabs it, back it puts on. right back on. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's what it is, is the simplicity. And for that time, it kind of, I mean, this kind of started, everything we're going to say really is going to be why it's still a classic. Yeah. But um, <laughs> that idea of you aren't safe at around that time. Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah. You know, and it started as basically an exploitation film at yeah. first, you know, but it, it kind of transcended that, got wider released, mm-hmm. you know. Pretty, pretty, pretty close after. So. Yeah. And it doesn't do the same, like, you know, we were talking about current horror movies where they do the jump scares and all that stuff. Right. Like, oh, boom, we jumped yeah. out of you like, hey, right. you scared? Ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not that. It's like Jamie Lee Curtis's character, what's her name? Lori... Lori Strode. Lori Strode. She looks out the window for a second and he's just standing across the street yeah. in his mask. And she's in class like... <laughs> the fuck <laughs> kind of look at her like that's the brilliance of this movie you take but you don't monster. double think it because it's halloween it's still a little weird that he's standing there and looking yeah right but like yeah it's just a guy in a mask it's like whatever it's halloween it's but tricks that's, that's the tricks yeah exactly treats. that's yeah. that's the brilliance of this movie it's the the simplicity to be like to just show something that simple and be like hey there he is. There's just a kid what do you do? with that William Shatner Halloween mask <laughs> yeah. wandering around, you know? Yeah, it's like it it always just like lingers on him. It doesn't it doesn't like try to like throw him there. Like I, I think because um, when I went back and watched it, you know, for this month, I think there was literally like one or two jump scares. Sure. Like one where they're just like boo like they just jump out and do it real quick yeah and like that's really about it there's not too it's not like a loud annoying noise or anything like it's not, that no like, like the music kind of goes like yeah, yeah happens. exactly and uh one of them being uh the part where like we're not gonna do spoilers and non-spoilers it's a 30 almost 40 year old yes, movie 39 so years we're old. about to spoil the fuck yeah. out of it but uh one of the parts that they do a jump scare is when one of the girls Lori Strode's friends uh, gets into the car to like go meet up with her boyfriend and Michael's in the back seat. Mm-hmm. And so like she goes to leave and she notices there's like uh Breath. The, the windows are like fogged yeah, up. Fogged She's up like, what breathing. the hell? And she like touches one of them and he like reaches from the back seat and like yeah. grabs her and chokes her and cuts her and everything. Yeah. And that's like a jump scare. Yeah, like, whoa. Right. But like it's not something where it's like, whoa, uh ha, ha, ha. like no, you jumped and you jumped for the right reason. Because yeah, here's right. the boogeyman. Yeah, <laughs> he's right. fucking yeah, killing he's somebody. Yeah. He's the yeah. shape. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um Another great one with Dean Cundy. We let's talk about him real quick. Okay. Is um as much as John Carpenter, you know, is is responsible for directing everything. Is Dean yeah. Cundy's where he sets the camera up, his ideas, yes. um, setting up shots where there's track shots, not track shots, but just shots that kind of just linger, and keep on going. Yeah, where the girls are just walking down the sidewalk. Yeah, and it's they're just talking, and mm-hmm. you just watch them. And they keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. 
And then they're in the background. Yeah. He's having the conversation. <laughs> and then Michael, just this a side shot of him, like back yeah. into the side. You see, you, see the, you see him in the foreground. The in the foreground the as they're still walking. As they're walking, you see him like, yeah. watching them. Yeah. But the opposite sometimes happens where they'll be in the foreground walking towards the camera. And then yeah. you'll see him you see, walk like, in, the in the back. Yeah, yeah. something like that. There's like little <laughs> things like that where just wide what shots you, and he just kind of appears. What do you, And so he's there for like a good, like, you know, the whole day. What do you think he's doing for the rest of the day? You think he like goes? to the Dairy Queen and gets a milkshake real quick. Yeah, like, probably. Like, he just walks by and he's like, oh, okay, Lori's still here. And then, like, he goes and gets an ice I cream. I feel like he's, he's probably a chronic <laughs> masturbator. I mean, in all seriousness, yeah. yeah Don't yeah. worry, I've been there. I'm all right. <laughs> uh, Put your dick back in your pants. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, no, but the camera moves in very specific ways. It's a very important part to this movie. Yes. Where uh, the, the camera moves in, like, you get the sense that you're part of like, like you're, you're seeing it from Michael's viewpoints. You're the characters that we are seeing. We, we see that something's about to happen to them Yes, because the camera is, tr- it's following them. It's hovering mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. It's doom is looming over them. The whole beginning of the movie, it's like Dr. five or 10 Doom-ist. minutes. <laughs> the whole, uh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> the, whole, the whole beginning of the movie is, uh, is just Michael. It's a it's a tracking shot from. It's a long take from Michael's viewpoint, where he. And it's the first movie, first horror movie that's re- really did it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, like set the bar for it. Mm-hmm. It went in. You see Michael's uh, sister because he's younger. He's like ten years old in this mm-hmm. or whatever, like eight or nine. Uh, you see a sister in the living room uh, making out with like her boyfriend, boyfriend and yeah. they like get ready to go upstairs and you see like the camera like pushes in and it shows the window and it comes back out and it goes around the house. Mm-hmm. It comes in through the kitchen. It grabs a knife. Yeah. It goes through the living room up the, like it goes Watch through the, the boyfriend stairs. Cl- yeah. Climb down the stairs and go out the door. Yeah, the boyfriend and then he leaves. climbs up the stairs. He goes up the stairs yeah. and his sister's in there like, doing her hair or something and he just walks over there and she's and like michael <laughs> and there's like fuck you <laughs> he's fucking Die. stabs her and uh yeah it sets up this whole idea for like the camera being part of like it helps you see inside of what mm-hmm. michael is like kind mm-hmm. of doing it doesn't really explain his character or anything no. and it doesn't need to no but it does this thing that's for the like, supernatural maybe element that you don't yeah. need to know a whole lot about him yeah yeah maybe like it's just like he's he's referred to a couple different times in the movie as the boogeyman and it's like for a reason like it's because of you know he's got that supernatural element to him it's like what the fuck is he doing like why is he coming around and i i enjoy it uh like i don't i don't need the backstory of like because you said the sequel to this the a direct sequel to this movie halloween 2 it picks up immediately after the ending yes. and then we find out that oh Lori is his little sister yes. and he was coming back to kill her or whatever. Yeah. And I feel like I don't necessarily like need that explanation. You don't. Like the first movie works fine without it. But I'm fine with it just cause John Carpenter wrote it. Yeah. And then, and really I also, for everybody wondering, I love Halloween two just as much as I love Halloween one. And I, which think, I haven't seen. Yeah. So I want to go back and watch. I think like, of it as a duo duology. Yeah. Like which a is a thing. good way to look at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Cause especially it's, if it's volume one, volume two, yeah, it's on the same night. Since they're so closely tied yeah. together. Yeah. The beginning uh, of Halloween two is right where Halloween one ends yeah which makes me want to see even the same shots so, yeah so. yeah which makes me want to go watch it and experience it and make sure and i'm gonna definitely do it and john carpenter deborah hill and dean cundy all of go. them it's just a different director yeah yeah and it's more slashery than than this one. Oh, okay yeah i mean there's definitely like michael myers is like 
he's my favorite slasher. Like, yeah, I love him, sure. and he's. It's just this thing where he's like, it's kind of like why I like, you know, the original like Night of the Living Dead stuff, and even The Walking Dead, like where there's like just slow moving zombies. It's this idea of something that like it just keeps coming. So force and it's nature. There, yeah, it's just like you're not gonna <clears throat> stop it. Right. Like it's coming for you, and it's coming. And you can fucking see it. Like, Michael in this movie, he walks. He mm-hmm. walks everywhere. Yeah. He's stalking you. You're going, like, you run out the house and across the street into another house, and you look back, and he's just walking after and you. And there's just that part of the score. Not not the main part where it's like, da, 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 da. not that yeah. part. But uh, whenever he's, like, walking, it's like, those three piano keys, where it's like, doo, 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 doo. it's like, he, uh, it's, it's, it's almost like a trill. Like a, da, 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 yeah, da, 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 yeah, definitely. Da, 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 da. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, like, and it's just like Lori's trying to get in the door of the house. Like he, and he's walking across the street and yeah. she's, she's stumbling and she's, she's slamming the door. Like Tommy, yeah. let me in Tommy, you know, the kid she's babysitting. Yeah. And it's like, she's throwing rocks at the window and it's still just a little trill of like, yeah. just a couple keys. Like <laughs> he wakes up and he's like, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It gets still in. Just, bing, bing, bing. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's uh, the music is, you know, it's, it's John Carpenter just messing around yeah. and does, really good with it like it's very minimalistic it's minimalistic because because he needed to like whenever he did uh a song precinct 13 which isn't his first or his second film but it's like most people consider his first official film um he, well he that's the first movie i think he really did the music for yeah um maybe he may have done it in dark star i'm not sure but anyways um he just didn't have the budget oh okay yeah like yeah he spent all the money like Saw Precinct 13 was shot 24 hours. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, we'll let you use this gel to shoot yeah. <laughs> to shoot your movie in, but you have for a day. Yeah. 24 hours. So he shot straight through. <laughs> and he's like, well, I have no budget That's for music or anything feat, like that. Yeah. So I guess I'll just make the music myself. <laughs> so we got some synths and kind of figured everything out. And yeah. I forgot the exact exact specs. I watched an interview where he was talking about which ones he which one he used, but oh, okay. um uh, just kind of made the music, and you he know, he didn't ever put since the, he then, didn't put the mics, mics into the wrong input. Like, no, 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 like no, a certain no, no, just, nah. no, no. He's he's good at his job. Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. Hey, uh, uh, got him. Um, <laughs> Shots no, fired. So, so he, you know, he does all the music, and, and and not only with this movie, but with a lot of his films, especially yeah. with like Escape from New York, which should be like this big, like post-apocalyptic thing. Like mm-hmm. the music isn't like big and like marchy or anything like that or yeah. fanfare it's just like really like it's so it's just like simple. really kind of like just always in the background and very minimalistic yeah it kind of just dries everything and that's what the what's great about the halloween uh theme is it just kind of it just kind of drives yeah and it's very memorable like it's iconic now yeah, it's super simple but it's just very simple few mm-hmm. notes or whatever and then you know at the main the da, 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 it's like bum, 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 bum. <laughs> four notes yeah. and just do it over and over again and then you go up and like, yep. it's so easy like Absolutely. it's simple um but it's it's iconic now you just look at it like oh yeah that's the halloween yeah. theme you know what it is when the music comes on you're like oh fuck like yeah we <laughs> yeah. know what's happening yeah and also by the way the use of mr sandman in this movie is, is always good yeah, they use it at the very end credits mr sandman did they yeah well they use it at the beginning i think no the beginning it's just uh and then they use no no not not the halloween theme i'm pretty sure they do it like after the opening credits oh okay. yeah yeah, because um, I know the beginning. I love the beginning of this movie because it's yeah. just like a jack o' lantern. Jack o' lantern with the like Halloween theme, zooming in on it. It's just yeah. like slowly pushing mm-hmm. in, and you're yeah. like, it's. And they use it again so in Halloween too. It's so simple at the very, very end. Oh, okay. Um, it's kind of bookends. Uh, 
But uh, the one shot I really want to talk about with Dean Cundy also is uh, one of my favorite shots. A lot of people's favorite shots, but mm-hmm. I feel like we should mention it. Um, is that whenever Lori's first kind of getting tracked by Michael in the house. Yeah. Um, there's one part where he kind of attacked her for a second uh-huh. and she kind of gets away from him and she like hits against the closet and she's like, and she's yeah. like, oh man, I'm tired or whatever. And uh-huh. the, the way the closet is completely black. Yeah. And she's kind of chilling there. Then all of a sudden his mask just kind of appears. Yeah. Like, the, like his mask is <laughs> he's he's like, like right behind yeah, her. And, and he's been standing just, there the whole time. Yeah, and and his they mask just, just like slowly yeah. comes in the focus. And they use a uh, dim switch mm-hmm. for, for, they put a light above him. Yeah. And basically just off screen, like just kind of just started. Yep. He notch up a little bit. <laughs> you just notch and you just start seeing the white it's coming so, up. It's so, and just it's, accents of whites. And then he's there it and is he the attacks defi- her again. It is the mm. definition of iconic. Like, yeah. It is an iconic shot. Mm-hmm. Like when you see it, you're just like, this needs to be a fucking poster somewhere yeah. or something. It is incredible. Yeah, for sure. That, that's great. And I mean, it did, did some other things to start. You know, it started like basically everything that Scream makes fun of. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, Scream is like the satire of things that were really like started at Halloween. Like, mm-hmm. You know, you have Lori, who's like the wholesome girl. Yeah. And her friends are kind of like, I mean, she smoked some weed earlier. Yeah. But, uh, but for the most part, she's like the mature one. Very the mature. Good, the good head on she's her shoulders. watching the kids. She's she a goes, virgin. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's a virgin. Pure, she's innocent. She stops to find the kids. Uh-huh. Like whenever she's getting attacked, make sure they're okay. Yeah. Tell them to, you know, get out of here or whatever. Um, while Linda and Annie. Annie? Sure. A- Annie Brackett, I think. Yeah. Sure. Are, are kind of like. Oh, we want to fuck our boyfriends. We yeah. want to drink beers and smoke <laughs> yeah. pot. And mm-hmm. oh, I'm supposed to be babysitting this kid, but fuck her. I want, I want, I want to get fucked. Like yeah. you know, whatever. Like like they're they're a lot more into uh, more questionable behavior. Yeah. And it kind of starts that whole idea of like you know the whole like trope kind of thing of like the. Uh, you know, it's the rules of the horror movie. It's yeah, like right. the virgin always survives, and like if you have sex, you're gonna die. Exactly, or like something like that. Yeah, like just like doing the partiers yeah. are the ones that like yeah. Yeah, are gonna go first and everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like little trips like that got introduced, and uh, a few other things. But also, I feel that makes Michael so iconic. What else makes this movie iconic that we kind of people usually gloss over is that I guess you could say with Leatherface, but I feel that Michael kind of caught on faster than Leatherface did. I think it took a little bit longer for him to, mm-hmm. is that he's kind of a throwback to like the universal idea of monsters. Yeah. Like the uh, universal, like Dracula, like, like Dracula, Frankenstein or the yeah. old man or Wolfman or whatever uh-huh. is that he's iconic and yeah. he's this monster, but like, and, and you're, you're, he has an image yeah. and his iconic image exactly. and, you're, and, and you're fascinated and it's by simple, him. Just like the other ones. Yeah. So and it's super simple. Super simple. But he's like this monster that you're just kind of like, oh, I'm fascinated by him. Almost yeah. like almost like Darth Vader. Yeah, definitely. It's just the look. Yeah. You're like, oh, wow. Like, <laughs> like, it's like it's simple. It's intimidating. Yeah. It's powerful. It's yeah, like yeah. memorable. It's like everything that you need it to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Those are those are some thoughts. <laughs> yeah. we, we highly we highly recommend it. It's uh, yeah, if you haven't if you haven't seen it yet, go go watch it. It's. It's just so good. Like yeah. there's like the music and it's good. The there's you know it's you know from the early or the late seventies. There's some cheesy acting in it. There's sure. a that's kind of the charm of it though. Exactly. Yeah. It's very it's very charming sure. in the way that like it's just it looks like one of those classic movies where like you know the sun's going down a little bit earlier and the leaves are turning orange outside. Mm-hmm. So you want to throw this movie on and watch it. Yeah. Like it's absolutely that kids are running around you can hear them laughing and I mean, playing outside watch it whenever, man. oh yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> but i absolutely enjoy it like 100 more like uh fall 
But we did reach out yes. to people to uh, it's you know it's a big movie it's got a legacy. Um, we were interested to hear what some of our listeners thought of uh you know like what you what you like about Halloween. We've had some we had some people respond. So Rocky's yeah, gonna go ahead and fire off the, the info up both because I posted it on ours and I got a few a few on there, and then we also have a few on my personal facebook that they just replied to the post since i shared it so let me bring up our page um i have mine up come on you bitch (laughs) damn goddamn facebook load when it wants to yeah all right there we go all right sitting all day driving going to see a three-hour movie driving back home recording podcast i've been sitting all day yes i know um okay so the first one is from anna ace Mm mm-hmm who said? I, I hope she doesn't mind that user whole name. <laughs> Whoops. Um, you know, slasher coming to chase you this yeah. year. It's Rocky's fault. Uh, her opinion was: um, Halloween opened a whole new fear for me, both as a kid and adult. I was convinced that Michael Myers was the cause of every bump of the night. He taunts his <laughs> victims and plays into their fear. He is his ultimate predatory aggressor who strikes out of nowhere. Halloween was simplistic in his storyline. It resulted in a cult classic. The unanswered questions as to why Michael acts in fits of rage is so scary in itself. And we see essence of him in so many news reports and articles believing that he somehow exists. And she wanted to give us uh, props for using the uh, Jason Emmiston for the beautiful artwork on this yeah. poster. Yeah, that poster that, 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 that you that used. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was Jason really Emmiston is an incredible artist. Um, him and Gary Pullen are fucking killing it yeah. out there. Um, but she's she's got some really really good points that uh, like I I agree with her on the part where it's like um, you kind of don't like because she's saying like you know these unanswered questions of like yeah. what he's doing and why he's doing it and everything mm-hmm. that's why the first movie like even if you don't watch the second one it works fine yeah, that's the first sure. movie by itself mm-hmm. you don't need to know like there d- sometimes there isn't a rhyme or reason and right. you don't need no. that for this movie yeah, to make a, it work not it's, every monster needs a backstory yeah exactly that's why I hate when people are like I don't understand why the killer did it it's like you do don't kind of need, need it yeah, yeah. sometimes like, they just sometimes are sometimes you don't need yeah. it sometimes it's just that and I feel like that's what like Michael can really it's it's really good in this movie. It yeah. doesn't it's expanded upon later and it's fine, but it like didn't like it's fine just like it is too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Frank uh, he commented, uh, something strikes a nerve about a relentless, faceless killer stalking normal people in a movie that's grounded in reality. Yes. It's disturbing without being gory or over the top because in the back of your brain, it's not as easily dismissed as ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, uh, you know, that's one of, like, it, it is relentless. This guy is, like, absolutely... You know, he's coming for you and he's not stopping. Yes. It's, it's terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. And Nez gave us a chunky response. So yes. bear with One me. because favorite listeners. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So give this it, is give a little long. Us, so, okay. <laughs> okay. So the question is, what sets this movie apart from the pack? First, it's simplicity. The things that scare us the most in life are not incredibly complex. It's simple vulnerabilities like hearing a scary noise in the darkness, being alone, being naked and vulnerable, being charged with keeping someone else's kids alive while you, still being kid yourself. Are you noticing a theme here? Yeah. It's simplicity. Yeah, it's simple. It's just what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which is fucking terrifying, I might add, about uh, taking care of kids. Keeping yeah, kids suck. Kids yeah, it sucks. Thank um, <laughs> yeah, kids, kids are fucking terrible. Um, <laughs> Uh, etc. Those are pretty stressful things. Add to this a seemingly unstoppable and human force on the spookiest night of the year, and you mm-hmm. have the perfect setting for some great horror. I think all the major themes are covered in this movie in such a way as to not feel contrived at all, but entirely natural, and that is why it is so effective. It just flows beautifully. 
Couple this with excellent shot framing, lighting, and sound, and you've got some of the most memorable scenes in horror history. To this day, it still stands as one of the most terrifying movies in film history. It was made of, on a small budget, mm-hmm. in a very short time period, and with actors who hadn't really cut their teeth yet, so to speak. With one very noteworthy exception, of course. It didn't get a lot of press, but word of mouth made a hit, and it worked. I will always consider John Carpenter a genius for pulling this one off the way he did. His eye for detail is uncanny, and he was incredibly resourceful as well in the filming. And for those who would like more of a behind-the-scenes look at this film, be sure to check out Halloween The Inside Story. You can watch it free on YouTube, and it's really informative. Ooh. It even explains why they use the Captain Kirk mask for the shape. Nice. Uh, we got a couple more paragraphs here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I told you. Good for it, Ness. Yeah. Uh, one example of simple effectiveness with the maximum impact that had an impact on me. There's a shot where the shape is standing off to the left of the house, backlit and not moving. Yes. This scene will always stand out in my mind as an incredibly reactive one for me, as he's not doing anything. But he is saying, I'm here and I'm coming for you, and I won't stop until you're dead. My imagination ran positively amok when I first saw this film as a very young <laughs> one around Tommy's age. Yes, my mother raised my sisters and I on horror, and we're not warped much (laughs) and then even worse when i started babysitting in the neighborhood at the age of 11 there's nothing more vulnerable than a very young babysitter (laughs) but the world was a very different place back then and we were just getting intimately acquainted with real world evil like charles manson john wayne gacy insert the michael myers mythos into this ripe environment where there's a serial killer on every corner and you create a perfect horror store absolutely beyond the technical Beyond the technical, you get to the meat. The story, Dr. Pleasant says Dr. Loomis is the perfect vehicle for delivery of the background of our killer leading up to current events and his dialogue with the others. The movie is simple, horrific, and effective. Uh, the story begins with him and it ends with him, and he is the one leading you down this path of insanity. And he just does this so well. I watch this movie every year on October 1st and then again at the end of the month. It's a tradition in my home and one we enjoy immensely. And for the record, I'm looking forward with great anticipation to next Halloween where John Carpenter releases Halloween 3, which I hear is supposed to pick up after Halloween 2 and stay within that Carpenter world. Quote, uh, only with Laurie Strode as an adult. Only sad part is no Dr. Loomis. I miss him. Mm -hmm. See you at the movies. (laughs) Um, Also, uh, they announced that Judy Greer will be playing, uh, Lori's daughter. Who's Judy Greer? Judy Greer. You probably know if you saw her. Um, people may know her as she does. Uh, what's her name's voice on Archer? Uh, oh, Cindy. Uh, she always changes her fucking name. I don't, I don't know Archer very well. But... Um, she, she was on Arrested Development. She's been on all kinds of different stuff. Um, she was on Jurassic World. She's a mom on Jurassic World. Okay. Um, yeah. she's been a bunch of different things. So she'll be playing Lori Strode's daughter. Gotcha. Okay. Um. So I mean, middle-aged woman. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, that's all really. I mean, thanks to everyone for yeah, you know, absolutely giving, giving we, your thoughts. Uh, we always got some merch to kind of send out to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully soon. Yeah, um, we, we we always we always appreciate stuff like this. Um, yeah, for sure. It's like all these are really good points. Like Nez, like even with her detailed explanation, like it's still like it hits at some of the stuff we're already talking mm-hmm. about. It's like the simplicity, the realism, mm-hmm. the like the groundedness, the unstoppable force that you have, like all of this stuff. And <laughs> I can't even imagine being uh Nez in that point in time with like, you know, uh, being a babysitter and <laughs> doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's a real thing. That's what it is. It yeah. takes this like real, it's a simple, simple, simple story mm-hmm. set in this like real world yeah. where it is, this could be fucking based on a true story. Yeah, for like sure. that's exactly what it could be. It's so 
<sighs> and yeah. that's not to say like it uh it devalues any of the other stuff out there like evil dead which is just completely crazy and supernatural splatter film yeah, yeah whatever it's not yeah it's not or like you know friday the 13th or something which is also i guess something in the beginning that's kind of realistic well i mean uh you know even michael myers halloween the movies get crazy and kind of yeah at least the first friday 13th is relatively realistic since it's not an entity yeah exactly like you you think it is yeah spoilers i guess for friday 13th whatever (laughs) but the whole time you think it's jason Voorhees in the first movie yeah then it's it's his mother but it's his mom yeah Yeah. he's actually just killing people exactly yeah i've never seen the original i've only i just know about it because it's like so so big so i haven't Mm. been able to avoid it but yeah, it's just that's what works about this movie so well, and that's why it's always it's close to our hearts. Yeah, you also give uh, Deborah Hill, by the way. Um, Deborah Hill is a reason why the girls are written more realistically. Yeah. Um, in her writing, she's the reason why Lori, Linda, and Annie. Yeah. Have a real like teenager type feel to uh-huh. them, and they feel more natural. Than, yeah. Like, just victims. They feel it, like actual girls in high school. Yeah, it's not this thing where it's just like they like the characters don't feel it's not almost that kind of thing of like it like how we saw you know last month where it's like they're you, you know tech like i guess they can be considered children in halloween like they're kids they're going through high school or mm-hmm. whatever but it's like yeah they're realistic like they're drinking and they're doing stupid stuff and they're being like well you know there's one Lori who's like more down to earth and more trying to take things seriously but even then like you can see like a part of her is being like kind of yearning for that life that she sees her friends doing where she's like seeing them hooking up with their boyfriends and like doing other stuff and she's yeah. not really living that this life is a subplot and... point no it's not whether they chase or anything but annie's trying to say like if she watches her girl the the, the kid uh tommy and what's the other Lin- kid's Lindsay? name Lindsay. yeah isn't that her name yeah i think so she says if she watches her she'll call whatever boy that laurie is yeah has a crush on yeah say to be that, like yeah they'll go to the dance with yeah and he'll go to the yeah. dance or take you on date or whatever yeah. and that's like a little thing you mentioned and that kind of like hooks her like okay well i mean i guess i can yeah. but i mean she's also mature and you know yeah. she's always her she friends. actually does like her friend does it at one point she's like no i didn't want you to what do you like why did you say that why did you do that yeah like, right she, she's she's conflicted she's so about very shy it. Yeah, she's, and everything. Yeah. yeah you can tell there's a part of her that like wants that laurie's just such a likable character is the thing she's such a likable character like she she's flawed and her innocence and everything like that and you but you're rooting for her and 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 she's a she's a victim but she's headstrong and then she's responsible and that's Mm -hmm. what you root for definitely so um so yeah that's halloween for us um yep halloween the original 19 what was it again 1978 1978 bam there you go go check it out uh it's probably like it's on amazon i watched it on youtube no Amazon? Yeah, it's on like it's not on Netflix, unfortunately, but it's yeah. Amazon, YouTube, like yeah, all that kind Blu-rays. of stuff. You can, yeah. you can rent it. It's somewhere video on demand. I'm sure you, you can, can find it for a few it. bucks. Blu-ray yeah, on yeah, throw, uh, Amazon. Yeah, throw a couple bucks at it. Yeah. Just, just give it a watch. It's yeah. really good. Next up, we've got our thoughts on Baby Driver. Yeah, Baby Driver. What was uh? So who was Baby Driver directed by? It was directed and written by one of my favorites, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. What other gems has he given us for the film? uh the film the world world yeah <laughs> there you go um he did the cornetto trilogy which is one of my favorite trilogies um yes Shaun of the dead Shaun of the dead Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz, world's end yep um and he did scott pilgrim versus the world he did and this is his fifth film is it yep 
those three, Scott Pilgrim, and this one, that's his filmography. Okay, okay, so gotcha. tight five films. Yeah. He was originally cool. supposed to do Ant-Man. But... Yeah, he was busy with that for a while, <laughs> some, yeah. and then he, he dropped out. You can Google all that if you yeah. want. There's some... <laughs> all I know is the <laughs> most popular quote that he said is that Marvel... Uh, he wanted to make a Marvel, Marvel movie, movie, but Marvel didn't want to make an Edgar Wright film. Yeah. They wanted they had like a lot of different things it's... they wanted to shoehorn in and he yeah. just wasn't having Definitely. they wanted his creative freedom, but he still gets a writing credit on Ant Man because they kept a couple things in okay. there. Like there's a some. couple scenes I see like I feel like the briefcase scene was his idea. Oh, okay. Yeah. When they're fighting the briefcase. Yeah. That's really and there's like part. the other scene where they're with the tank on the keychain. I I that's his that's his idea. It has to be his oh, idea. Okay. Gotcha. Where they blow up the keychain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and probably the little train scene. I, yeah. I feel like the, those <laughs> scream Edgar Wright. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. But uh, yeah, five films, super tight filmography. Mm-hmm. Um, Baby Driver is his most recent one. Yeah, and everything's pretty solid. Like he doesn't really have any misses on yeah. this. Like it's it's good stuff. Yeah. Um, starring Ansel Elgort, Kevin Spacey, mm-hmm. Jamie Fox, John Hamm, John Bernthal, Isa Gonzalez, Paul Williams has a cameo in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's good stuff, and it is a car movie driven by music. <laughs> it is. That's uh. So are we doing spoilers, non spoilers, or uh? Yeah, we'll keep it non spoilers for okay. now. So non spoilers, real quick. Um, this movie is is it's interesting because like it approaches it from a. This is something that you can learn either in the first five minutes of the movie or through the trailer. The main character has a uh, baby. His name is Baby. He's got a problem with his ears. Uh. What does Kevin Spacey call it? He's got a hum in the drum. Hum in the drum. But he's got uh, tinnitus. Yeah, he's got, I think, yeah, it's called tinnitus. He's basically got this, like, low, kind of, like, buzzing, ringing, like, constant kind of thing going on in his ears. Uh, It happened with a, like, car accident that his parents got into. It killed them. Um, Yeah, and he survived it when he was a kid. Mm -hmm. And so, like, he has this thing going on, and he, like, constantly listens to music. Like, almost always. He's got, like, earbuds in. And he's going around like listening to music, and because it drowns out the yeah, the like hum. drowns out the thing mm-hmm. for him. And it's it's a really interesting it's a it's an interesting film to see it like like it approaches it uses music through the sound in like a different way. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we didn't we didn't give any awards to Halloween. Oh yeah, were we gonna give awards to Halloween? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just giving mine John Carpenter. I think that. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was going to give it to. <laughs> I'm giving it to Michael Myers. I, yeah. love, I love Michael Myers. He's my favorite slasher. I mean, yeah. we could have just said at the end, too, but it's all right. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> anyway, it's you been turn a long, it off it's been a after day. the Halloween. You're like, don't give a fuck about Baby Drive, which you should, but you're like, yeah. don't give a, a fuck just one Halloween. It's been yeah. a long day. It has been. Um. Yeah, but this movie is just, it's it's interesting, and it's like new, and it's one of those, like, I wasn't crazy about it. But it's just fun and nice and refreshing to see it. something it's, that's it's not It's in my a, top three of the year. So is far. it? Damn. It's maybe in my top ten. Like, I don't know. It's uh, it's good, but it's like it. it's just refreshing to see. We we harp, we harp on this all the time. New, fresh, different, original movies. Originality, artistic yeah. integrity. Yeah, it's something that it's, it's keeping it new. It's bringing, bringing out new stuff. It's not a franchise that's already been established. It's not a sequel to something. Which it's not a we reboot. like those films. Yeah, we do. It's just so oversaturated at the moment. They're that's like, everywhere. Not that we aren't going to go see them. <laughs> and some of them are really good. Like this year's actually been a very strong year for, for franchise films, especially comic yeah, movies. All absolutely. of them have been really good. Yeah. Um, but like they don't hold up lasting impact on me you know i'm like that was fun that's yeah. what it was it served its purpose but it's not something i'm like 
you know, is going to hold up the test of time. Most yeah. of them, you know. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'd say those words exactly about it, but it is just like, it's fun to like, it's the reason why I like short stories so much. It's the reason why I like anthology series so much. It's fun and nice to watch a self-contained story mm-hmm. like just something that's like bam this is it this is their story take a couple like minutes to like an hour or two out of your day to see this mm-hmm. and this is it it's a story it's got a beginning middle and an end we're not gonna make a whole fucking world out of this right sure. like it doesn't not everything needs to be that that's why i like that's why i like like black mirror and twilight zone and like all the like i, I like stuff like that Tales i like the crypt <laughs> one of my favorite shows i never that scared the shit out of me when i was a kid ah, I I couldn't, I couldn't, what was the guy's name the, the crypt keeper the crypt keeper he scared the shit out of me i couldn't do it i couldn't do it um but yeah i just like it's fun like don't get me wrong i like the world like i love star wars i love dc comic stuff marvel like whatever like i it's awesome it's awesome to be able to escape from the shitty world that we live in yeah, sometimes. Yeah, they're, they're, they're fun, but I got so, so much fatigue from all of it. And you definitely can, yeah, because yeah. they're just everywhere. It's like, we just even saw We can't even find news stories that don't have anything to do with it. <laughs> it's, Everything it's is about us. It's like, almost uh, always all of our news, yeah. It's like something about like a comic book or a sequel a or yeah, some kind of franchise or something. Reboot. Yeah, I, I need to go back and look at all the episodes we did and how much of them are like sequels and franchise stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a lot of them. A lot of them um but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna preach about that too much it's just always nice to see something like baby something driver. like baby driver even though it's not perfect in my eyes and i didn't think it was incredible mm-hmm. it's still like really solid and right there is something to appreciate about it it harkens back to uh like i mean it's definitely it's like uh the driver meets ron lola ron uh, which are both yeah. really good films mm-hmm. and a couple of edgar wright's favorites i've heard it uh put that way before, yeah, yeah yeah um and it's kind of like uh, the music's used so interestingly where it it, it, it's always playing and it's accented throughout what's happening in the movie <laughs> from, from yeah. gunshots to it's very meta doors yeah. closing yeah. to things just being written on walls. Like yeah, the things very are, first opening rhythm scene. with it. Yeah. 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 Or se- second, I, I guess it's the second scene because the first scene in the, the first movie scene is, is a chase driving. scene, yeah, the chase scene. which he's like singing in the car while these yeah. guys run into the, <laughs> go into the bank to rob it yeah he's listening to music and he's kind of lip syncing yeah, he's yeah. dancing in the car he's like and stuff he's having a good time and yeah. yeah and then they get in the car and drives off and during the chase it's like getting accented during the yeah during the song you know yeah. different things are happening in the chase scene but then the, the opening like credit scene as it is is him just walking down the street listening yeah. to uh <laughs> listening to the uh harlem shuffle yeah there's like a part where they met, there's like a trumpet part at one point and mm-hmm. he walks by a mural with like a trumpet player yeah. and he stops and he's pretending yeah like he's, he's air he's air yeah. trumpeting yeah um or he's like walking by and it's like you see like the words like yeah or hey or like the different like lyrics yeah. like either spray painted a wall or on a sign <laughs> yeah. or like something like that yeah. um it's just like one tracking shot just like following him down the street yeah it's and awesome it, it's yeah. really well done and it does something even good is that it always has like kind of misdirection in some of the songs so you think it's gonna be one song and something different yeah so for instance like that song the beginning of the song has been sampled in other songs yeah mostly like, like house of pain jump around but it's not that it's the original song the harlem <laughs> yeah. the harlem shuffle yeah and uh uh you're like oh it's gonna be house of pain and at first when i first uh, see first I came on too, i was like yeah. oh this is gonna be cheesy yeah. but then it goes to the original song like oh, oh and there's a couple songs in there where it's like you think it's gonna be this but it's either 
the original song that was originally sampled or a, a version of the song you never heard yeah, before. Yeah, like really there's well a done. remix of tequila in it. Yes. Or a different version of tequila. In yeah. It. Yeah. So, uh, uh, very, very interesting how it runs. And yeah. also real quick, I want to say something that I noticed later on uh, that I really didn't pick up during watching the movie until it was kind of pointed out in an interview, I think is that, um, baby has a lot of, like sunglasses and yeah. iPods. <laughs> There's one part where someone like knocks his sunglasses off and he just puts he pulls on the another <laughs> out of his jacket, puts the sunglasses on, yeah. and then that gets knocked out. Like he pulls them <laughs> off and throws it on the ground. He pulls out another pair or whatever. Yeah. Or there's like multiple iPods. Like one time, like uh, I think I think his love interest uh Deborah. Deborah sees his different iPods. Like you have all these iPods. Like oh yeah, well they have different playlists or different moods and stuff. Yeah. But I never thought why well, he has so many iPods and sunglasses because he steals cars and breaks into cars. And people would leave sunglasses and iPods in their cars. Yeah. So he's just kind of just collecting just them like collecting as he's, yeah, as he's stealing cars. Yeah. It was, a, it was really interesting because I remember you telling me that. After yeah, saw, yeah. I was like, holy shit, that's really funny. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in this movie that is like really funny and really uh, comical. You know, it's Edgar Wright. Like, very he's, stylistic. Yeah, he's able to put a lot of heart into his stuff and make the characters like – even the dirtbags like kind of likable with like the stories they tell because like, they're so yeah, interesting yeah like the jamie fox's character he's got that one where he's just like he's like hey we don't listen to hotel california like, mm-hmm. we're not doing that isn't that what it is it's hotel california, it's, hotel or california. Something. it's like his bad luck song yeah. he's like he's like no don't listen to that song before a job because shit's gonna go wrong yeah right and like even that kind of thing like jamie fox's character is a horrible character but edgar he's, wright actually got the idea for that from from a yeah real yeah. inmate yeah yeah real inmate was a uh consultant he even credited him as a consultant yeah and there was an actual story he told him <laughs> one time it's like yeah well music's like music you listen to going to a heist yeah it's like everybody's got like some people have a bad song you never listen to he told uh-huh. him that whole story and he kind of just took it and just like, <laughs> like put it oh. into the script and he's like hey i borrowed this from he's like oh that's fine that's cool yeah. whatever i'm gonna fucking murder you after that <laughs> yeah, but uh um yeah yeah it's, it's just like little things like that it yeah. kind of gives them a little bit more depth and feel to them he's like yeah. oh that's really interesting and the char- and the characters yeah they're just like super they're not like overly quippy or anything but there's like really it's just really funny like mm-hmm. oh that's interesting like stuff like there's one part it's uh, one of my favorite parts of the movie but like uh kevin spacey's like drawn on the chalkboard and like writing something up there to like say what he like he's he's explaining something while drawing like a map on the chalkboard and it's like a long like take of like a rotating shot of them like walking up and doing that and like it's jamie fox's character i think he's walking up and talking to him and kevin spacey's like explaining the situation and drawing on the chalkboard and then he stops and he's like he's like I just explained the shit out of that plan Andrew on this chart. But look at this. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Huh? That's pretty fucking impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just like, it's calling attention to it and it's pretty funny. Yeah. Right. But it's like something that like you could see realistically, like a character doing too. It's not like completely over the top or something. It's not super meta, but it's very just, you know, all the characters have these kind of like moments where they're just really funny. I think the only one that doesn't really have moments like that is a uh, baby's gr- uh, girlfriend, Deborah. She's, she like isn't really in the movie all that much but like she's it's enough there for him to have like a motivation and stuff there are like two characters that from a different movie time that are put into a different generation of movie yeah so like they're like the the couple in a like james dean 1950s film like they're like these like young rebellious lovers that Uh want to get out of the life and they're like have these dreams and aspirations to kind of go out and do things you know whatever and they're kind of taken from that movie 
you know, period, and they're put into, like, this hard-boiled type of crime film with these, like, crazy, weird-type characters that are, uh-huh. like, not very... Some of them not very redeemable or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And kind of, like, over the top. Mm-hmm. But they kind of still hold this, like, even though, the, the like, Baby does, like, questionable things or whatever, it's still kind of held at a... Uh, um almost like naivety like in a level of innocence definitely you yeah. know while you have people like jamie fox's character that's like completely <laughs> irredeemable like there's really there's nothing about his character yeah that is likable yeah except absolutely. for him being such a scumbag because he's <laughs> such a fucking scumbag there's yeah. no part that's redeeming of his character that he does in the whole movie yep. every scene he's in he's a piece of fucking yeah, he's shit a piece of crap, which yeah. i love that they that they stuck with that. It's like, yeah, no, yeah. he's a criminal. They didn't he try is to not like, a good person. Yeah, they didn't try to like round his character yeah. out or anything and make it like, no, let's make him a little like, yeah. like no. No. He's a piece of crap. Yeah. Like John Hamm, like he has his moments yeah, and stuff and like he that. He had an arc until too. Like, he snapped. Interesting, yeah. Which something happens and you hear warning throughout the movie, like, yeah. hey, he's a real nice guy, but he's got bad temper. He's got yeah. dark side. <laughs> and God forbid anything happens, it's gonna set him off on that. Yeah. And there's a part of the movie that happens. And he gets set off yeah. on it. Well, and he's let's a go ahead. Let's go ahead. And jump, let's go ahead and jump into it. Let's. Yeah. I mean, pre pre spoilers. Yeah, you obviously would recommend this. Movie. Absolutely. Yeah, me yeah. too. Definitely. But yeah. uh, so yeah, let's jump into the spoilers. What's happening with uh, John Ham's character? Uh, John Ham's character is part of <clears throat> the heist crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Spacey always changes out the layout of the gang every yeah, time yeah baby he'll, is he'll the only use, like, consistent the same people but like yeah. in different like teams yeah and baby's stuff. the only consistent member yeah it's kind of like his ward almost but mm-hmm. they have this kind of relationship where it's like oh it's boss uh employee yeah but as you find out kevin spacey is a little bit of a warm spot for baby definitely yeah but he kind of like raised him mm-hmm. you know because he come as a kid breaking into his car and he's like yeah. well you have a debt to pay me back <laughs> you gotta work these jobs i'll give you some money yeah and you'll work off your debt. Keep most of it. I'll yeah. give you a little bit. So baby's off, just yeah. kind of collecting the money or whatever. And he takes care of his foster father who's deaf, mm-hmm. which is a running theme is music. Everything's with ear, hearing, yeah. deafness, mm-hmm. music, all kinds it's just, of stuff. Yeah. Music and sound in general is, it plays <laughs> such an interesting part in this story yeah. where it has like, there's so many different things about it that they yeah. just touch on in the movie mm-hmm. and about the movie. Like yeah. it gets very meta at certain points. Yeah. But it's still like, sound has a specific role absolutely in this movie the whole time yeah so he's the only consistent member john ham and his girlfriend are the two con- is, is two people that kevin spacey uses mm-hmm. and they're kind of like a package gelder in the very first heist it's them baby and john bernthal's character who's only in that heist um and they show up again for the third heist yeah john ham's character is basically like you know he's jamie fox is kind of hard on baby yeah John Hamm's like, ah, oh, you know, hey, leave, leave the kid alone. Or yeah, like, yeah, even yeah. Tries they, like they stand a, up for him. Yeah. Kind of moment for him, like, like baby's listening to some music in yeah. the corner, and like John Hamm's like, hey, what are you listening to? And listening to it or whatever. I forgot what song it is. It was like a Queen song, wasn't it? Or well, it was. Or? Was he listening to Queen song? Or did he just bring? I, I think that he was listening to something else. Oh, okay. And that um because we were talking about because that's where they were talking about music they use in a heist or whatever and john ham brings up the queen song i think they're listening to a different song in that scene though yeah and he talks about yeah it's like my my song is uh i forgot what queen song it is but it's one with some crazy guitar solo he talks about whatever he's kind of like you know sticking up for baby or whatever and like through the different things like you know he's watching at least a little criminal him and his girlfriend or whatever but Mm -hmm. they're kind of 
you see the kind of insane pairing or whatever because they talk about killing Jamie Foxx at one point, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> talk about different things, you know, whatever. But um, it kind of sticks up for Baby. And then at one point in the movie, I was waiting for it for Edgar Wright to have like the movie's kind of like there's a shootout scene and there's some violence and stuff like that but it's not like really over the top like blood packs yeah, shooting yeah. out I'm like there's like just action it's going to game. happen it, with the exception of Scott Pilgrim all his R-rated movies there's mm-hmm. going to be an escalation of violence at some point yeah so the big heist happens and uh it's Jamie Foxx John Hamm and John Hamm's girlfriend mm-hmm. they go and rob the bank baby's had enough he's been trying to get out of town he wants to pick up Deborah, and they want to just hit the road and yeah shoot off yeah whatever which is something that i was expecting to be a little bit more impactful in this movie and it wasn't unfortunately mm-hmm. there's like a line in it at one point where she's like yeah i just want to you know sometimes i want to get out of the city sometimes i just want to escape this place i want to turn on the ra- ter- turn on the radio and drive down the highway yeah right and like when she said that i was like please be the fucking end of that movie and it's not unfortunate kind of fuck. it there's like a moment of yeah it, but it's like not the like what i wanted it to yeah, be right. and that's kind of you know you know that uh the ending of this movie is kind of what kills it for me mm-hmm. like the whole movie i think it's pretty solid and then the ending happens and i'm just not too terribly happy with it i've become more comfortable with it over time but it's yeah the ending i'm not too big a fan of but <laughs> i still have scars <laughs> no. no i'm completely fine with the end but yeah, um but the climax part like right yeah, there, yeah the, the climax shootout. is basically just like i don't give a fuck whatever yeah they rob the bank they all get in the car mm-hmm. baby's waiting and jamie fox has already been like a dick yeah he shot an innocent person and that's that's one thing for baby is that like he's completely fine like yeah let's rob stuff let's make money let's do stuff that doesn't hurt people People, yeah and like some of the other people mainly jamie fox's character has been like no i don't give a shit if someone gets in my way i'm gonna kill him yeah it's like that's a huge like thing for baby where he doesn't want to get there's a whole yeah yeah, big moral dilemma for him absolutely so he's parked where he's parked he's parked in front of a truck it's like a construction construction truck with a big pole hanging yeah. out of it and he's like it's got like fucking big drive. sharp like yeah metal pole, pole thing. yeah just yeah. sticking out the back yeah just kind of safety hazards you find out <laughs> um but and you know jay fox is like all right drive but he's like, yeah no but they're like running back and he yeah. like shoots someone yeah like, he shoots someone yeah he gets in it. he yeah. tells him to drive he's like no i'm not gonna drive no no yeah then he pulls a shotgun he's like gonna shoot me he's like yes yeah. like i'm not driving he's like fucking drives all right hits the gas Runs right into the fucking pole, which is lined up right with Jane Fox, stabs yeah. through blood shooting fucking everywhere. Yeah. And from that sequence, we get the best chase sequence in yeah. the film. Yeah. All the chase sequences are great, strong. They're good. Uh, there's not as many of them as No, there's only three. Would be. There's not three really too much big car ones. action going yeah. on in the movie. They're all impressive. Yeah. When they um, happen, they're fucking phenomenal. But, but this one is is one that, that's so crazy because after that, the car's kind of fucked. So mm-hmm. it starts as so it goes from the car right then yeah. to him running on foot <laughs> yeah to running into like a mall yeah into running back into the parking lot still in a car backing up wrecking into John Hamm and his girlfriend <laughs> yeah. who then get out and start shooting out with the cops yeah and then baby is stuck in the middle of the firefight and then gets into another car drives <laughs> off like it goes from yeah. car foot car foot car yeah and. And, and, it's just and, like 15 20 minutes of like a yeah chase. and it's just, just a chase <laughs> and and like the the foot stuff was like parkour kind of like not, yeah. not heavy parkour it but got, like it got some, a little it got a little weird for me because yeah. i was like how is it like what like he's, he's nimble he's yeah, young he's, you know whatever um but he's like sliding and jumping sliding on around like, oh, all that okay, stuff I guess just all yeah. skinny 18 year olds no parkour yeah all right, right cool. exactly <laughs> and uh he's kind of getting around or whatever yeah and uh 
get around, but, get around, yeah, I get, get around. around. Um, but that whole that whole section of just that whole chase sequence is awesome. But during that sequence, John Hamm's girlfriend gets shot and killed. Is it there? Yeah, okay. I, thought, I thought it was while they're shooting out the cops, and she gets shot, and he's like, "Fuck!" And then he goes okay. crazy. Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. he shows up at the diner, and from there on out, John Hamm becomes the main antagonist, yeah. and he's bad mama jamma. Mm-hmm. Um, won't stay dead. Gets yeah. hurt. Gets shot up. <laughs> different things. Yeah. Keeps on coming. Just keeps coming for him. But it's that click where it's like they already planted it, and like this guy's got bad side, dark side. You, you hear little things like it's ambiguous of what he was, but you think he may be. There's a line where it's like, oh, you got to be dirty cop and clean cop on you, so he's maybe a cop of some sort. Yeah. And he does this on the side, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and they may have had a, a background in law or something like that, a lawyer or some shit like that. There's different yeah. little things you learn about the different characters and their cartoony type path mm-hmm. past and stuff definitely and um yeah that, that's john ham's character arc you know, how he, you just go from this guy that's kind of sticking up to this like crazy type like unstoppable yeah kind of killer <laughs> where it even ends in, like this big like car on car battle yeah, and huge, stuff like, to car, the to the yeah. queen solo <laughs> yeah and that's like something that like the music throughout this movie is used for a like multitude of her things yeah. it's in the story it helps with the character flaw like the character has a physical like deformity mm-hmm. it's like it helps with that it they use it like kind of meta when it's like you know they're using beats in the song to accent like gunshots going on in fights mm-hmm. like bang 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 yeah and like stuff is happening in rhythm like there's this whole even guns set- get reloaded like click yeah chuck, click, chuck. Pop, pop. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like it's just the editing of it, the sound in general. It's like sound is treated in such an interesting way mm-hmm. in this movie. And I mean, it happens just in that too, like the final climactic scene where it's got like a queen song playing and everything's so yeah. like going crazy. And uh, yeah, it's it's really it's really interesting. I'm upset that the ending just wasn't like for me. Like I was fine with it. Yeah, like, I can understand why. Though. Yeah. Cause like the end, like the ending, like I just wanted it to be like they ride off into the sunset together. They got a good Which song plan. It's they do. It just does the weird thing where it's like it takes. You got to take a little detour. It, it takes they me. Get yeah, there. It takes me too out of the movie because we're in the moment the whole time, but like they're getting chased by the cops, mm-hmm. and then like at the end, like they can't really go anywhere because baby got hurt, and Deborah's driving. He goes and picks up Deborah. Like Deborah's, go- they're trying to escape together. And Deborah's driving, and the cops like set up a roadblock. They can't get away. So she stops and then baby like has to get out and then he gets arrested and he goes to jail and he spends time in jail and he gets out on good behavior. Then he meets back up with Deborah afterward. Like it just slows down too much for me. Gets out on good behavior and character witnesses. Yeah. There's been people that he's helped out throughout the movie. Yeah. So they come back to, you know, preach his case and everything. Which, his foster father, some woman they stole a car from, they yeah, gave her purse yeah. back. And, and I like it. Like, I like how they tie all that up. It's just like, there's, the movie has a, it's a, it's a very kinetic movie. The movie is moving the whole time. Yeah. Like it's awesome. Like it's going, it's not stopping. They rare, there's rarely moments where you're like kind of taken out of the movie. And it's unfortunate because the movie's building to this whole thing. And then like, that's the part that you get taken out of, or at least I do when I'm watching it. It's the ending where like everything kind of like he got caught. And now instead of being in like one specific scene, we're seeing summary of like, the events that are happening over the next not even days or weeks or months but years driving driving, like stop yeah uh, 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 exactly uh, yeah yeah. and i'm not saying it's like a bad story ending 
I'm it's it's refreshing to see something like this is a kid that even though he wasn't a bad kid, he was still breaking the law. He was still doing something wrong. So he gets caught and he pays for it. Yeah. Like that makes it's sense. It's, the bad crowd. it's realistic. Like I, I get it. It's fine. It's story wise. It makes sense. I just don't like how it's executed. Unfortunately, it's feels like it's all kind of like smashed in there at the ending and kind of like it feels like a very messy bow on top of a very nicely wrapped present. Yeah, like that's right, what it sure. feels like. Yeah. Um, but it, it's still a good movie. Yeah. It's still right. really good. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good stuff about it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. Like the sound design's really good. The acting's like really, I can't think of really any bad acting. The story is mm-hmm. interesting and unique and the setting is like fun and the characters like each character is like really like interesting and mm-hmm. even the bad ones the shitty ones that you don't like at all they have interesting quirks to them you, you have flea from red hot chili peppers in this movie is a character without a nose <laughs> yeah. he's got a, he's got a prosthetic nose he's barely yeah. in the film he's yeah. got this like weird prosthetic nose yeah. his name's like jimmy no nose <laughs> And it's just like little like throwaway things like that. Yeah. We're just like, oh well, he's so cartoony and yeah. weird and and different, you know. Even it's, it's even John even John Berthold's character, he's in it for a little bit of the uh, at the beginning and yeah. stuff. And it's just funny, like his relationship he has with Baby. Like he's yeah. like, yeah, let's get this job done. And like he gets into the car, like after they're ready to leave, and he points forward, and Baby backs up, yeah. and like drives the other way. Yeah, like it's just that kind of stuff. Like there's interesting interaction. And then he leaves, like, hey, if you don't see me again, then I'm dead. And you don't see him again <laughs> for the whole. Again. Film, so I guess he's dead. It's like, oh, I guess he's dead. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the chase scenes are great. I, I, and this is uh, Edgar Wright's first time really doing a chase. And he did like some car Which, stuff with like hot fuzz yeah. and stuff, but like this is, like first time he's actually done like chase yeah. sequences. Just like in World's End, he's like, I wanted to do a scene with kung fu fighting. Yeah, and he does a kung fu fighting scene. It's yeah. like fuck, or like hot fuzz. Like I want to do a shootout scene. I've never done a shootout scene yeah. before. And it is this crazy shootout <laughs> scene, and yeah. it just works every time. Yeah, and like, Scott Pilgrim's like a video gamey, comic booky, like fucking like fantasy, yeah, like, just computer generated yeah. crazy thing. And he just does that. Like he's, it's in, like Edgar Wright's not like not my favorite or anything, not even close to my favorite. But I just I give him mad props for he's like in my top five. he's trying, he's mm-hmm. trying stuff, and most of the time like nailing it. Yeah, there's some problems I have with some of his stuff because he does a lot of quick edits, which he only has me. one time in this film. He, it's not thankfully, a, a, yeah, it's like very toned. I down. love that. I think I think that's like his calling card. Yeah, it's very toned like, down. Put on the it's, it's very mm-hmm. toned down in this movie. I like it a little bit in some of his other work, like Shaun of the Dead where like someone's giving like Sean's giving like summary of stuff. And he's like, we're going to hop over to mom's house, gra- grab her, uh, kill whatever the boyfriend's name is, yeah. go to the bar, have a pint and wait for this all to blow over. Like it's cut, cut, and cut, like, cut. And well, that's not going to work. It's like, all right. And because of the <laughs> and same thing, and it just cuts, cuts. But you don't yeah. like the things that are like a little bit faster. Like they did on like hot buzz where it's like, no, yeah, exactly. it's like hand grabs the, the, the yeah. uh, thing of coffee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Coffee grinds pop. Put it in the coffee I just machine. Don't like it, no. Cook, yeah. Pulls the pot out. And then I, I just don't put like it in the it, cup. Yeah. Drink and yeah. like that that type thing. Yeah. <laughs> like I like it when it's it's funny and like cool when it's like it's like it's it's visually entertaining when it's like. See, I love those. I, I think they're really good, but they give you a headache. Yeah, they yeah. definitely do. Like I like it, and I can enjoy it when the, he's explaining stuff or when you know it has to do with the story, kind of. But like in other stuff, it's just an editing choice, and I. 
I get what it is. Like he's trying to be creative and like show things in a different way, different mundane things of like how you would like it's transitions. That's like why that's like, why I use the coffee pot, the making coffee. The, yeah, that's why I use that because like something like simple. It's just like yeah, simple, they do say with like pouring a pint in hot fuzz. Oh yeah, hot fuzz is a lot of them, but yeah. like there's like one like where it's like let's go to the let's go to the bar. It's like all right, and you see like grab a glass. It's like yeah, the because it goes cut cut cut. So it's like hand grab a glass. Like glass, glass hitting the um the 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 mat under the yeah. the tap yeah hand grab tap tap yeah build beer up <laughs> boop, <laughs> put it on top of the uh put it on top of the, the uh, coaster, coaster. Yeah. yeah um um but the one that gives you a headache and hot fuzz is the train one right? yeah the Where train he's, like, sequence sitting waiting for this the yeah train he's to like come. Mo- he's like going to the new town that he's gonna mm-hmm. be and he's sitting there waiting and it's like he's falling asleep at one point and then he wakes up because the train's the train going by. by and then yeah. like he's looking at his phone and like then he looks back up and he's looking out the window and he's asleep on the window and then he wakes up again and, like it's just so much stuff going on it's i appreciate the it's not the average thing where it's like hey he's moving somewhere let's see him get in a car yeah, and the next walks thing, onto yeah. a train very slowly <laughs> and, then and then he sits there and looks at his watch yeah. and he's like All and then right, we get an establishing shot of the new town as yeah. the train pulls in yeah. like no we don't he he spices it up and i appreciate it and i that's one thing that's always going to make me now like i'm very, i'm still always hesitant and being like hopefully there's not going to be quick cuts everywhere but he's He's always trying something. I appreciate that about him. He's always pushing his own boundaries. He's this original guy that's just like not afraid to try things. And even with cases like me, have people not like them because sometimes I don't like them. And I respect that about him. It's very, it's very nice to see. There's not a whole lot of directors out there now with how versatile the market is with uh, franchise stuff and things like that, that feel like they're putting out the movies that they want to put out. Yeah, and exactly. they're making things yeah. that they want to yeah. pick. That's what that's what sets like directors like Edgar Wright, or why people love Tarantino, uh-huh. or why people love you know Scorsese, or or you know whoever. Because yeah. it feels like they're putting out what they want to. Christopher Nolan, most yeah. of the time, you know, we're putting out a movie that we want to put out. This is us, and you can feel it. Like you're doing what you want to do. This has integrity. This has your heart in it. Yeah, and you can find it with a lot of people. At one time, Kevin Smith. And so still Kevin Smith, even though his last <laughs> yeah. two films haven't been good. Yeah, you can still feel it. like it's what he wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, he's still doing his own thing, with the exception so. of Cop Out. Yeah, which he didn't want to do. Yeah, just, exactly. You know, he just but took like, that literally, but things as like, like a you director look at, job. Yeah, yeah. You look like Clerks, Mallrats, Dogma, Chasing Amy. You yeah. know those films. Red State. Something. Yeah, Red yeah. State. Those are films that he wanted to do. They feel like. That's a Kevin Smith movie. Exactly. Like him or not, because a lot of people don't like him. A lot of people do like him. Yeah. Um. It felt like something that he wanted to do. Absolutely. Edgar Wright puts out Baby Driver, the Cornetto Trilogy, Scott Pilgrim, which is a comic book movie. It feels like Edgar Wright. This feels like him. He has this distinct style. Doing like the quick takes. Yeah, bah, 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 bah. that, yeah. That's him. Like, yeah. you can tell right there. And I, can, I yeah. can I can, handle a little bit more in that, too, because it's like a comic book movie, so yeah, it's like right. frames mm-hmm. of stuff going by. And it has a and super so, awesome fucking soundtrack. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, all, his, all his movies Yeah, he's, he's good with soundtracks. Yeah. I don't know, is that it? I guess so. What would you give the award to? Edgar Wright. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got Edgar Wright. And, and, you know, watch interviews with him, because he's a pretty cool guy. He, yeah. can, he can recommend a lot of weirder movies that you don't hear about a lot. Mm-hmm. On some editions of the hot, I don't know if it's on the standard Blu-ray or not. I know it was on the three-disc DVD, but you can just find it on YouTube because it's YouTube and they have the whole thing on their uh, two hours commentary track with Hot Fuzz. It was him and Quentin Tarantino. Oh, okay. And they just sit there talking about the movie, kind of. Yeah. They talk about some scenes, but it's just them talking about obscure movies that kind nice. of influence them. <laughs> so cool. they talk about a lot of like old, like policia 
Police Oteshi uh, and uh, Police Oteshi, um, old British crime films, um, old grindhouse films, like weird things. They just like talk about just nerding out yeah. about movies That's and cool. they say like really weird <laughs> shit. It's like, oh, yeah, well, this scene was was influenced by uh, uh, Live Like a Man, Die Like a Cop, which is oh, okay. a uh, Italian crime uh, cop movie. Yeah, um, it's pretty damn good. Um, <laughs> or, or, you know, this was influenced by this or whatever. And it's yeah. like. Or they'll see like an actor. It's like, oh yeah, I chose him because I saw him in this obscure role. And Quentin Tarantino's huh. like, oh, I really liked him. And did you ask about this at all? It's like, oh no, but he told me about this film. Yeah. It's like, okay, so that's a little recommendation for you. Yeah. Look up for the uh, Edgar Wright Quentin Tarantino Hot Fuzz commentary on there YouTube. You, you listen to the whole thing's two hours long. Nice. Um, I would definitely give my award just to the uh, just sound and just, like just how sound is used in this movie, how it's used in the story, how it's used for the characters. How it's used for the design, how it's used for like, just it's they take something that we like. I'm not gonna say we don't think about in movies, but they take something that's just like not used to its full potential unsung. in movies, and they yeah, it's unsung. Yeah, um, they take something that has so much potential and is only barely just scratched the surface in other movies, and they use the fuck out of it in this movie in a multitude of different ways. And it's it's the thing that blew, blew me away the most. It was, yeah. it was really well done. So just yeah, just sure. sound. Yeah, and yeah. It, it also something we didn't mention this time or last time is that uh, music is even affecting even in even in touch. What do you mean? Like his foster father can't hear, but like music oh, plays, yeah. he can touch a speaker. Yeah, and yeah. he can just feel the music, yeah. Which or, is, or even happens a baby at one point. Yeah, because like at the end of the movie, his like ears get yeah, his up. ears get, his eardrums get blown. Yeah, and so like and so when music they're driving, playing, and he, he just like, touches a speaker, down. and yeah. he can feel the music. So like music, and it's is, like the music that his mom like listened to or something. Yeah, like, it's uh, it's uh, Sunday morning by uh, yeah, easy, easy, um, easy by by the Commodores. Yeah, in which he did cover because his mom was a singer. So uh-huh. music yep. again. It's almost <laughs> yeah. a singer. It's it's just every. It's sound is everywhere in this. Even movie. like it's... I mentioned last time, you mentioned uh, on the original uh, time we recorded. Um, he even makes his own music. Yeah, he does. He's got like little tapes that he does, and he does like his own remixes. He's like records of like what people saying and stuff. Like yeah, so he does a remix with like a little like eight oh eight drum yeah. set. <laughs> it's... Just remixes their words from like a little like a yeah. uh, little mixer. <laughs> Humming the drum. What the what the home in the, the drum. drum. <laughs> does he look slow? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. That's or you know, uh, uh, um, even him like, uh, and right in the center, keeping that tape of his mom's vocals, yep. Yep. which you never know. You just see the golden tape mm-hmm. right in the middle. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just music is ever present yeah. in the film. It's such a, it's such a big It's thing. not a musical. Yeah, but it's, a, it's, it's such a big part. It's yeah, omnipresent the whole time. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, we don't. Uh, so that's our, that's our th- thoughts on Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. See it, see it when you can. Yeah. And that's pretty much it for this episode. We weren't doing a. This was initially just kind of a bonus episode anyways. Um, Rocky's going to be out of town next week, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to be playing video games the whole time. So mm. <laughs> uh, Something. Well, but <laughs> we, wanted, we wanted an episode. So we got uh, Blade Runner that we saw this weekend, or uh, the past weekend, when you're listening to this, I guess. And then this episode will be out because we won't be seeing a new movie yeah right uh this weekend and we'll figure out and we owed going. you guys this anyways <laughs> yeah so we said we'd get around to it eventually so we did yeah. um but we don't have like you know we didn't have news at the beginning we don't have a recommendation we just did it with the blade this, runner yeah with this yeah. week um so yeah just enjoy those 
slightly non-newer movies that we have and uh the newer movies newer movies and we'll figure we'll have to we'll, we'll figure it out and we'll post it on uh facebook like everyone that likes us on facebook will see it we'll figure out the next movie that we're gonna see yeah we'll october's kind there, of obscure so. for what what's gonna be happening yeah there's a co- there's a couple of things out so we're, we're gonna figure it out i mean if anything we can just watch like more horror movies and yeah. talk, talk about that about stuff films. It's, halloween. it's halloween so yeah. yeah why not um but that's it yeah so we'll see you guys oh if you want to we had some reader stuff uh on this episode with uh halloween so if anyone ever wants to say anything at all to us you can find us on facebook or on twitter where and the award goes to uh podcast you can just search it on there you want to listen to our older stuff we're on soundcloud and itunes and the award goes to and if you want to email us straight up you don't want anyone to see your deepest, darkest thoughts on Facebook or Twitter. You just want to send us an email. You can reach us at and the award goes to podcast at gmail.com. Big brother's watching. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you don't want to let the government know. Yeah. It's and the award goes to podcast, all one word at gmail.com. And hit us up. We we like to hear your guys's. We hear each other's thoughts so much on bullshit. We like to hear what everyone else thinks. Yeah. So just hit us up. <laughs> we love hearing ourselves talk, but. <laughs> <laughs> but we like hearing other people talk too. Yeah. You guys um, are okay. <laughs> yeah. You guys are all right. I think. Yeah. We'll figure out what next week is going to be eventually. So. Yeah. Or the weekend after next. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.